This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily updates on all Arsenal transfer information, giving you guys the latest insights and keeping you up to date with all the news. And today we've got some fun stuff as well. I've got you an exclusive insight into the Ryan Bertrand story as well, which I'm looking forward to sharing with you. Um, but make sure you're, of course, subscribed if you're not already and you're liking the videos to let me know that you are enjoying them. The comments have been absolutely going wild the last few weeks or so with the support. So I really appreciate that. There's been some good debates going on as well between people in the chat boxes and in the comment sections too. So keep it up. Keep debating, guys. What I actually really have enjoyed the fact is seeing the Arsenal fans is something that we're not usually capable of is having amicable debates. But people are doing it quite well in the chat boxes and in the comment section. So keep it up. Keep the respect high. Keep the, uh, the respect going. And it's uh, it's great to see it. Of course, what we are seeing now is uh, as we roll down to the end of the season, there's kind of getting closer to that stage where bids are going to be starting to be made because we're made aware that Arsenal obviously want to get their transfer business done in certain aspects as quick as possible. Now, some deals are not going to become available until after the Euros, until the end of the transfer window, because that's just the way things work. Sometimes some dominoes need to fall before the final one can be taken. And that's the way with the transfer window. So we're not going to see all of the deals that Arsenal need to get done finished before the Euros. But what I would like to see is a significant kind of portion of what Arsenal want to do this window done as early as possible. We also need to worry about the players that are going to be going and actually selling those players or loaning players this summer and making decisions on players like Willock and Nelson and Nketiah and making a decision on those guys so we know what we're going to do and we can allow them bids to kind of accumulate and make a decision on their futures also. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, morning. I can see everyone in the chat box is uh, being absolutely 
fantastic as always. You really are making this part of your uh, every single daily routine now, which is fantastic. Matt, you're going to get the insight towards the end of the video, so make sure you stick around for that. Let's kick off with our first story then, which revolves around, but no, no, we like to kick off our shows, of course, talking about Arsenal's current players and then go into the transfer side of things, keeping you a little bit, you know, teased. So, uh, Bern Leno, in terms of who this guy is to Arsenal fans, is a very split kind of character. He's divisive. Some people would be happy to see him stay. Some people would have to see him go. In fact, when we did the uh, the massive vote where 320,000 votes were cast on all of the Arsenal squad, Leno did fall ever so slightly into the sell category. That did obviously come after a lot of comments about him being open to a new adventure. Um, and... This is interesting because he's now recently, his more recent comments that you may have seen dropped yesterday in which he is very kind of happy at Arsenal. He's kind of committed himself to Arsenal. He wants to help them get back into the Champions League. He's got two years left on his current contract. There are no talks scheduled. There's no offer in place. There's no intention to do any talks just yet, which in which ironically does go against um, the, the kind of the rhetoric of the club saying that when a player gets the two years left on his deal, a decision needs to be made. Either we get them a new contract and they sign or we sell them. So if Leno does end up going to one year left on his deal, that would kind of go against what the club is trying to change regarding contracts. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box about how you feel uh, about this. Tim Jallow says, morning, Tom. Thank you for pumping out the great content on a regular basis, especially for throwing in some positivity here and there, which has been much hard to find uh, in other media. Much appreciate. Always, mate. Always the positives, the, the optimists here, and we try and put as a, a positive spin on things as we feasibly can. Uh, Mana says, used to really like Leno, but good looks can only get you so far. <laughs> uh, HB says we can stay, but we need good competition, or rather better competition for him, certainly. Um, Mitchell reckons that I think most will be done regarding our business until the Euros for internationals. Wouldn't want to buy a player with a major injury, and you wouldn't want to sell a player to the cheap if he has a great tournament as well, which is a very strong point. Uh, BX Gunner points out the obvious, which is that we sold the wrong keeper. We, uh, we certainly, certainly did. Omar says Leno keeps contradicting himself. Does he want to leave or does he want to stay? We just can't quite get the right answer from the guy. He seems open to leave and get a new adventure, but at the same time, at the same time, he is saying that he wants to stay. So he's keeping his options open. He's confusing the hell out of us. Drizzy, you know why I'm here. I know why you're here, mate, because you're here to congratulate us on going for more than two weeks, which is what you said it was going to be. So I think, what did we say? It was about £100 bet. So I'll, I'll send you my PayPal details, fella. Uh, Pat Moyle says, uh, 29 years old, I doubt we would see much more improvement from... Well, it, I mean, goalkeepers do tend to kind of mature at a later age than normal footballers. You see them kind of get to their peak in sort of their early to mid-30s rather than their late 20s like outfield players do. So I still do think there's a, a fair amount of... Uh, uh, I think there's a fair amount of improvement still to go. Ansgar says Leno is good, would take Onana or Meslier or Chesney, though. Um, I saw our good pal Kevin Campbell saying that he wouldn't take uh, Wojciech Chesney, which is interesting, actually, because I'm more a little, I'm actually more open to that side of things. Abe says Leno is quality and he'll get even better. So plenty of kind of thoughts surrounding our goalkeeper. Let's move on to our next story, which revolves around Tosin Adiri. I've really struggled with this surname, <laughs> as you can tell. Adariabo, I'm, I'm really, uh, Adarabiabo, I'm really sorry, I can't do it. I'm going to really practice with this. I'd spend so long practicing names 
And I just can't do this. I sit there going, Mavropanos. I sit here going, Socrates, Papas, Padopoulos. And I can't, I can't do this toasted one. It's really got me foiled. So I will sit here and practice because I do plan on doing a, uh, a tactical... <laughs> I can't do this. A tactical breakdown on Adarabiao. Mm, I can't do it. I'm not going to try anymore. That's it. There you go. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, here we go. In the chat. Here we go. Noel's helping me out. Adair Abeo. Adair Abeo. There we go. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna practice this. <laughs> I'm gonna practice this every single day. I, I know he's English, Peter. I know he was. He's. Uh, he came from Manchester City. I just can't. I can't do the surname for some reason. It's a really difficult one for me to say. Um, but I will definitely be practicing this one and uh, and trying to get this much much better for when we do the tactical breakdown. So it will be seamless when it comes to the four. Um, I will be practicing non-stop. Anyway, the actual story, oh God, I've got all warm. Uh, <laughs> it really bugs me when I can't do something. Um, Tosin is obviously someone that apparently Arsenal are very keen on. Manchester City ex-player has gone to Fulham for this season. Um, 23 years of age, has done very, very well. Um, and when you look at kind of the Arsenal backline and the players in which that we need to be looking at, He's a, a right footer that has played on the left-hand side next to Anderson. He's done exceptionally well. Um, and considering the fact that they obviously got relegated, and speaking um, to Henry Hill, who did our uh, tactical breakdown on Joachim Anderson, he spoke very highly of Tosin in the video. And, and that's something that I think that when you look at kind of teams that do go down, it is not always because of like the defensive side of things. Sometimes it's because of a lack of goals. And certainly that was something that they did struggle with. They only won five games all season. So that points towards the likes of Mitrovic and, and later Major not getting the amount of goals that they've needed. Um, but I think that's certainly something that we're going to have to uh, really improve on. Um, but yeah, uh, it's an interesting story. Thank you for everyone who's phonetically trying to help me out in the chat box. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but I will try my best to, to get back with it. It's not senktosin. No, when, when everyone was saying toasting before, uh, for good reason, clearly, um, I was thinking about that and thinking, why why would Arsenal be linked to senktosin? But uh, but there you go. Uh, so Adarabio. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's certainly someone uh, that I think that Arsenal will be interested in for a number of reasons, being the fact that David Luiz is going. Um, and of course, we don't know what's going on with some of the other centre-backs of the club. We've already lost Mustafi, lost Socrates. We are ironically lower in number in that position than we were previously. Some people would say that we've got Gabriel, uh, we've got Pablo Marie, uh, we've got uh, Saliba, we've got Holding, we've got Chambers. There's five centre-backs there. And so you think, do we really need to go for him? But because he is right-footed, he can play on the left. I think that is going to be something that um, interests Arteta, someone who can play in both of those areas. Saliba is right-footed and has been playing on the left-hand side for Nice since his loan deal with uh, Jean-Claire Tadibo on the right-hand side. So that is certainly something that... Uh, I think he's going to interest them. Um, DP97 says, I don't want him at all, Tom. Let's bring through Saliba and we have enough cover. Also, there's Ballard and McGuinness out on loan who are doing well at uh, Blackpool and Ipswich. I believe they're on loan. Um, <laughs> Tulip says, Tom said it flawlessly. I'm not crying. <laughs> I got it right. It's, it's Adorabio. Yes, I've got this now. Toasted Adorabio. 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 
Tosin Adarabio. There we go. It's actually a lot easier than it. I really made it out to be. I don't know why I struggled so much. <laughs> I really did struggle with that. Uh, Omar says Tosin or Anderson. Um, I mean, even people are preferring to just write Tosin now. Um, I think when it comes down to the pair, both of them are solid. The only issue is with uh, with Toast in comparison to Anderson is that Anderson's more right-sided than, than Tosin is. So I think they would probably lean more one way than the other. So there you go. Uh, let's move on to our next story as fast as possible away from Adarabia. Um, Basuma. Now, Basuma is obviously uh, is, is someone that I think that is going to be a, a fixture throughout this summer window. As we know, we're going to be sticking with him. Um, and I, I can't see this one moving really until after the Euros. I, I get that sense that this is going to take some time. I think there's going to be multiple bids coming in from different teams. I hope that it gets sorted out before the Euros. That's our way Arsenal should be kind of addressing this. Um, and I think when it comes down to a price, that's where Arsenal may be put off because there were some reports that came out yesterday that Basuma is going to be costing Arsenal in the region of around £40 million, which is a lot. And it's kind of the figure that I expected to come out of the media towards the end of the season. A few weeks back, or more than a few weeks back, but a couple of months ago when this story was kind of really uh, kind of ex- accelerating in pace, I thought that the figures that were going to be coming out were around the €40 million mark. We saw €30 million Euros being touted by some uh, foreign press, and I thought that's a bit low. Um, but supposedly Brighton are in the wanting in the region of forty million pounds for him. I don't know if they'll get that. Um, it will depend on the interest, um, and that is certainly something that will come into the fore and, and how it's discussed. But I also think that if Arsenal want to get a player of the quality of Basuma, then you just have, you have to stump the money up. It's as simple as that, uh, and that's what's important. Um, I'm really interested to see how much that you would sort of pay for in the chat. Would you, how high would you go to? Would you go to 40 million? Would you pay more if they are asking for it? What's kind of your maximum fee that you would be expecting from Ives Basuma and from Arsenal to go to? And at what point do you say, no, thanks, it's it's not worth going that high. We can go for some other targets. I think you've seen Arsenal, which we're going to talk about in a second with the bids they're making for other players that might be put off by the asking price for Basuma. So that, that certainly may have influenced why you've seen another story, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Uh, Joe Weston says £35 million pounds is as high as he'd go. Ishbi says between 30 and 38. Marnus says 32. AFC Harvey says 35 to 40. Uh, John G reckons 30 with add-ons. Wesley, 40 is fine. Just don't do that. It's Don't go any further than that, maybe. Uh, Tom says 35 to 40, counting all the add-ons down the line. Omar says 30 max. Paul Guy, 35 million. Tim, 40 plus their pick of Jacques again, Doozy or Elneny. I mean, they're very different weightings in terms of those three players and how they're valued. Uh, Mitchell says 40 million high end, but I would pay it. Shame Samara has already been sold. I don't know why Arsenal weren't interested in him. Apparently, Leicester have been working on that deal since since February, so who knows. Uh, Matt G says 42. George says 45 max. The Hill reckons between 30 and 35. So there's a very big split. We are seeing kind of this bit of a a window between 30 and and 40, even slightly higher than 40 for some people. I think closer to 30 is is about the value of Basuma. He's played at Lille, of course. He's gone to Brighton. 24, he's doing very well. He's got these very good statistics, of course. I think he suits the situation that we want. He's a little bit more disciplined than what Thomas Partey is. I think he would help release Thomas Partey. He's more mobile than Granit Xhaka, so we wouldn't have to worry about that. He's a decent passer. So all of those things combined... 
whilst being limited to the level that he's been at and what he's shown so far, 30 to 35 is probably the ballpark that I would be looking to bid for if they want more than that. It will come down to what other teams are involved and how we deal with that situation. Let's move on to our penultimate story of the day, which is, of course, regarding Sander Berg. Uh, The Norwegian midfielder for Sheffield United have supposedly received their first bids. uh, Around £17 million, €20 million uh, for Berger from Arsenal, which was rejected. Now, what this does mean is the reports around a £12 million buyout clause seemingly are utter rubbish, unless, and this is only a big unless, that only comes into effect at the point the season finishes uh, or on a certain date and Arsenal were trying to get in there before anyone else can with a slightly higher bid, which you may question, why wouldn't you just wait until the buyout clause comes into effect? But, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting tactic, but the, the bigger likelihood for me is that the buyout clause, which was reported to be around 12 million, that wasn't actually true. And in fact, the buyout clause is probably closer to the £30 million figure that we saw the 35 million pound figure that has been touted around previously and so it's not surprising that they have rejected a 70 million pound bid for this guy when you think relegation relegated teams don't have to sell for for low fees i mean you look at uh, Nathan Ake, who went for a, a ridiculous amount of money to Manchester City after Bournemouth got relegated. These relegated teams know that they don't have to necessarily cave into bids. Norwich managed to hold on to both Max Ahrens and Emi Buendia when they went down, Timu Puki, uh, Tim Cantwell, um, all of these guys. So I think it's important that we don't just assume that because they're going down, they're going to accept a really low fee uh, for this guy. So I'm looking to do a, a tactical breakdown on him, of course. I haven't done one of you, as of yet because I'm looking to get some really good expert insight. You may have seen on Twitter who I'm trying to go for. We'll see if that comes to the fore. Uh, fingers crossed it does. Um, but I want to make sure that we get the, the best possible expert insight that we can on this. So fingers crossed we can do that. Um, Indanil says, Basuma or Berger, if it came down to signing only one, it is Basuma. I, I agree with you. It would be Basuma, but it just might not be that Basuma is possible. So Berger is a very good alternative, but I need to do more research into the guy before making up kind of a, a full uh, comparison. Gareth says, Mwepu, Basuma and Berger, along with Partey, would be an improvement on our sentiments this season. Absolutely no doubt, Gareth, at all. Uh, Tulip says, Berger hasn't played so much or performed brilliant that much yet. Max 25, else we shouldn't be pursuing this one. So Hill says, Tom, I think for uh, I think for Berger, they are waiting for competition. They might take a low fee at the end. There's no if there's no competition, of course. Uh, Carol says, Maitland, Niles, and Ketia, Reese, Nelson uh, for Basuma. All of those. Well, that's a big. It's like trading cards these days when you're talking about footballers. Um, Philip reckons between 18 to 22 million for Berger maximum. And Nikello says 45 million highest for Basuma. And Ish does like. Uh, Burger as a player so maybe he is someone that is pretty much a split case across much of the fan base let's go on to our final story which of course does revolve around Ryan Bertrand who looks to be the most likely of Arsenal's first deal getting done of the summer there is competition for this guy it is not Arsenal being far out in front of this but I am very excited for today's show because for the first time on the Arsenal Transfer Show, we can give you some exclusive insight. Uh, I'm very happy that we're going to be get some insight from Nizar Kinsella, who actually broke the story on Goal.com that Arsenal, AC Milan and Monaco and Manchester City are all interested in Simon Bertrand. Uh, Nizar 
broke this story. And uh, we're going to hear from him directly uh, just in a second. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy what Nizar has got to say about this deal. For Ryan Bertrand moving to Arsenal, I think that, that that's a, a great attraction to him, you know, as a London boy and all that. But of course, when you talk about Arsenal and you talk about left backs, you've got to talk about Tierney, um, who's been uh, just brilliant, really, for Arsenal when he's been fit. But the key is when he's been fit. So I think with um, you know this move in mind, potentially. Um, yeah, there will be like competition for places. It will keep Tierney on his toes. I think that Bertrand sees himself as good enough to keep Tierney on his toes. Of course, um, Tierney's a long-term investment for Arsenal. He can get better. He's very good already. Um, and, and it will be a challenge for Bertrand to compete with that. But at the same time, he gets injured a lot. So, you know, there's a feeling there that there's going to be appearances there's going to be chances, there's going to be, you know, management as well of minutes on Tierney um, to make sure that he's okay. So it feels like, you know, Ryan Bertrand can get into a big club with Arsenal, uh, play games um, and contribute, but also, um, you know, just the fact that, you know, Tierney is there, it, it, it's fine. I think there's space. So um, I think that's sort of the way it's looked at. Um, on that front, um, of course, we know that not only Arsenal are interested, but AC Milan, uh, Monaco, and Man City. And I, I think there's, an, I think there might be another club lurking. But Arsenal tried in January, so they've they've long targeted him. Um, you know, the attraction's obvious. You know, being a a free transfer um, that that really helps things. So those are some of the sort of you know dynamics going on around the around the Bertrand uh, Ryan Bertrand transfer to Arsenal um, but yeah I I do see them as one of the front runners as well um, so I would say that yeah in terms of length of contracts um, I, I think that, that I think that Ryan Bertrand will be realistic in terms of length, length of contracts um, I don't think he'll push too hard uh, against what Arsenal's wishes are um, you know, the William deal, three years. Um, it raised a few eyebrows, I guess, um, you know, that that, you, that maybe Arsenal would give them that contract, whereas Chelsea only offered him two. Um, and, and I think that they might be more cautious in the future over that. But, yeah, the, the problem was with Southampton as well, um, to stay at Southampton, I think there was, uh, it was more to do with clauses rather than length of contract. Why? Why he's not why he's not signing there? So um, yeah, I mean I don't think that's going to be an issue in the negotiations. Seventy thousand a week wages at, at Southampton. Um, I don't think that's a big stretch um, for for Arsenal. Um, you know I don't think the wages are going to be a big stretch. Um, of course he's going to want maybe you know one less decent salary, um, but it's not going to be um, you know a huge salary by Arsenal standards when you consider what they're paying Willian, what they're playing Aubameyang. Um, yeah, so I think that um, potentially, uh, you know, you can, Arsenal can get a reasonable deal. Now, if you want to make it shorter, the contracts, you, you might 
to pay more that's that's often a dynamic that that happens in these situations but um yeah with contracts but at the same time i think that um you know there's going to be some room to negotiation but the fact there's a lot of clubs in there as well it means that you can't get in too cheap at the same time so i think it's somewhere in between really with ryan bertrand um you know a free agent great opportunity for arsenal contract it's not going to be awful coming from southampton um you know that situation shouldn't be a massive problem but the fact that other big clubs are lurking i think that means that you know, you're not going to get him for absolute pennies at the same time. So, yeah, those are some of the dynamics at play. Um, for me, I think he'd be a good signing. Uh, I think he's proven himself. He's just outside the England reckoning. Um, but, you know, he's been in there. He's been, you know, won the you know, Champions League with Chelsea. Um, you know, been there, done that elite as well, you know, captains his club at Southampton, so um, for me overall, uh, as a package, I think it's a good option, I know it's kind of mixed views at Arsenal about him, but I'd be on the side of, you know, if you want to save money on a on a backup left back and spend your transfer funds elsewhere, go for Ryan Bertrand. Massive thank you uh, to Nizel from helping us out there. You can find him uh, on Twitter and you can find him at Nizel Kinsella. Uh, he's obviously our main kind of uh, correspondent for Chelsea's side of things over at goal. He is the Chelsea equivalent of Charles Watts, uh, if you will. But he did break the story of the former Chelsea left-back with Arsenal, Monaco and AC Milan and Manchester City um, being involved uh, in, a, in a race to sign up Bertram. But what we have seen over kind of the last few I guess a few days or so is that Arsenal have certainly really taken the pole position in this. They have moved themselves into a place in the race for Bertrand that they are looking to get this deal done at the start of the window, get it in quickly. And I think that also when we did the tactical breakdown, if you haven't watched the tactical breakdown on uh, Bertrand yet, there was some amazing insight from Alex Stewart on the player who is obviously part of TIFO Football. Of course, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of the YouTube channel TIFO Football. Um, and, and he gives us a really good kind of the eye tests surrounding Bertrand and what it's like watching Bertrand and what he thinks he would do for Arsenal and then we go into the statistical comparisons we compare him to Tierney we compare him to Lee Buchanan from Derby and from Josh Doyle from uh, Hibernian too so lots of comparisons lots of good insight there from both two fantastic people in Alex Stewart in yesterday's video and is our in today's video but I think what the overriding consensus is is that this would be a good deal for Arsenal I do get very frustrated seeing that that uh, plenty of people kind of just disregarding this as an option because at the end of the day this is for the backup this is to back up Kieran Tierney we've got our starting left back we've got a really good good left back and the, the quality thing about this deal for me is is that actually Bertrand has got the capacity to even challenge Tierney for that position it's not a case of he's just coming in as backup he's going to push Tierney he's going to want to start as, as much as feasibly possible for Arsenal and he's going to want to put in some top class performances he's not going to sit happy on his wage he wants to finish it strongly he's also got experience and what we heard from Alex Stewart yesterday is that he's a fantastic leader in the dressing room we're losing quite a bit of that experience probably this summer with David Luiz going 
Bellerin's obviously going, no matter what you think of Bellerin, he's been at the club a very long time and is still a presence in that dressing room. Bertram comes in as a very, very good option, an experienced option that I think that would be really silly to, to not take a punt on, especially considering the fact that Tierney is, is 23. He'll be turning 25 in a couple of years' time. And when that Bertrand deal runs out, we've then got a new dynamic. You've got a 25-year-old defender. We know a lot more about how many games Tierney can play during the seasons. And we can make a decision on the type of left-back that we want to sign in a couple of years' time after Bertrand's done. Save your money, move it into those areas that we desperately need to invest in, and move forward. It's, it's a really simple deal. And I think that... There are a lot of people who obviously got a little bit of a, maybe you describe it as PTSD from the Willian situation. I would take these two things very separately, especially as separately to Cedric too, uh, and treat them as such. Uh, Tom says, this is one is a no-brainer. We need to secure Bertrand ASAP and move on to focusing on the trickier signings. Philip says, I have always rated him. I like the experience and the fact that he is homegrown, which is something I always forget about Bertrand. It's a really good fact about the guy. Wesley says, Bertrand would play more than 40% of the games this season, which is also important to have someone that's already transitioned to the league and can make a difference not someone that's going to be chucked in in a few games and will have to get up to speed and adapt to the situation as well John Wayne says to have a leader pushing a leader in the same position is very rare this is what we need Pat Moore says he's right there will be capacity for Bertrand to get minutes Premier League proven stopgap for two years I think I mean stopgap I know what you're saying but I think stopgap actually does him a, a disservice I think he's a lot better than just being uh, considered as such um, Sahil says, Tom, I think for Berger, they are waiting for competition with other clubs. Possibly so, Sahil. Uh, out says, Bertrand is old and hasn't played at the top level for years. We could scout and invest in a young prospect to actually challenge Tierney. Bertrand's not fighting for a starting place. Of course he is. I mean, you've, you've heard not just heard it from me, but you've heard it from two top experts. And the statistics prove that point wrong as well. You see the articles on the guy as well. You need to look at the evidence sometimes, mate, and just admit sometimes, you know, I'll hold my hands up. I was wrong in this case. Uh, Fane says we should sign Awar. We are spent. We are willing to spend forty million pounds. Awar is a non-starter for me in both in terms of whether I'd want him or not. His character is not right. We don't need another passenger in the team. He's not someone that inspires a team to winning. If Leon's performances drop, he drops with those performances. I need leaders. I need protagonists in this team. I need that character. And Awar doesn't feel doesn't fulfil that style for me. Blake Gunner says joined in late. If we get Berger, do you think we will still go for Basuma? I have a weird feeling that Arsenal will look at more than just one centre midfielder this summer, especially if we do lose Granite Xhaka, for instance. If we lose anyone else in the midfield, we've obviously got Ceballos leaving from his loan deal. I think that we will be looking to bring in a minimum of one, obviously, but there's a chance I think we would go for two. Social says, do the deals early. Too often Arsenal wait until the last minute to do their business. Time to change and show fans you're serious about the club. Clive says, you've swayed me on Bertrand after the video all uh, last night. All depends on what else we do. Thanks, Clive. Uh, see, this is why we have we respect each other, me and Clive. We have openness to changing our minds. Clive's changed mine on a few things, and clearly it's worked with Bertrand too. Uh, Elliot says Bertrand is a no-brainer. Should be a first signing. Kigi says experience backup cover. Um, and that's still learning their craft as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more he can improve. I think he's had, in his kind of context of things, Bertrand's had one of his sort of lesser seasons this year. Probably the fact that he's coming towards the end of his contract and maybe when he moves to Arsenal, it can spark something different in him. And I think that we've seen already, even in one of his poorer seasons, his defensive dual stats are greater than Tierney's. His passing stats into the box are, are really stronger than a lot of other options. 
I implore you, if you haven't watched yesterday's video on Bertrand, it will give you all the insight that you possibly could want regarding him, and it will give you all kind of the education that maybe you need to, to, to maybe sway your mind on the guy. Uh, Tulip says, we need mentality signing, so we should be uh, so we should go for players like Bertrand, definitely so. Uh, Peter says, Tom, how serious is Arsenal's Camavinga links? Peter, what I would say is, one, first of all, don't get your hopes up on Camavinga. It's an exceptionally difficult deal if Arsenal wants to get it done. But I don't agree with the idea that there is absolutely no chance. I mean, I wouldn't say that about almost any deal sometimes. I think there's always the tiniest of percentages that things could happen. But we have heard that supposedly if Arsenal were to make a bid, it would be evaluated seriously. But I wouldn't get your hopes up because I know that PSG are very interested. Real Madrid, of course, have always had a long-standing interest in him as well. He hasn't had the best of seasons this year, Camavinga. In fact, in regards to how good he was when he kind of broke out last year and a bit before that too, he has been a little bit off the pace. Maybe that's been down to issues about kind of the mentality of his future. Who knows? But he's still very much um, a really sought-after player and it would be very surprising if Arsenal were to get that deal done. Uh, Drew says uh, Castagna or Justin for a right-back spot. I don't think anyone's leaving Leicester for Arsenal at the moment, mate, and that goes for their manager as well. Uh, Awaken Rose says, what about Ramsey back to Arsenal? Not for me. I mean, the guy's 30 now. He's on a really big wage, and I think Arsenal just need to be going for investing in some players that have got a future, that have got sell-on value, and that have got a high ceiling that we can try and get them to as well. Uh, Ugank says, uh, we would need at least three new faces in midfield if we lose all of our loanies and both of the on-loan guys from Real Madrid. Uh, Prudvi says, uh, Partey, Xhaka, Basuma and Berger, I want to see this midfield next season. Uh, Wilson, hi Tom, I hope that you're staying safe and well. Always Wilson, absolute pleasure to have the chat as always mate. Uh, Zamir says, gutted Leno wants to stay. <laughs> Sorry Zamir, uh, apologies that that is the case for you. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, Omar says, Champions League winner as well. People forget, not only Champions League winner, Europa League winner, FA Cup winner. Surely if we want to win the Champions League in three years, we will get players that know what it takes to win it. We, we did say that about Petr Cech. That is, that is all I would say to play devil's advocate on that point. That is for sure. Uh, Fain says, do you think we'll be able to get another loan deal uh, for Martin Erdegaard? I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. Um, I feel like if you're going to get Erdogan, it needs to be on a permanent deal. I think we need to sort that situation out for the long-term future of the club, not have any kind of mysteries hanging over the position. We just need to make sure that that attacking midfield role is sorted. So Emil Smith-Rowe know, knows where he stands, what the competition, the rotation is going to be going through. Are we going to see Emil Smith-Rowe pushed out into a wider role like we have done when Erdogan starts with him? Or is Smith-Rowe going to become the out-and-out -out number 10 for us or just a second striker type of player? that we, I think suits him really well. But I love, vers I love the versatility of Smithrow. And I think that if we were to go for an Odegaard-type player, it wouldn't necessarily block the path of Smithrow whatsoever. Uh, let's scroll up. Uh, Milan says, who would you rather get, Basuma or Berger? Definitely Basuma. Uh, <laughs> Wilson says, Ramsey, really? Behave yourself, man. Clive Palmer says, it's very important to get all the Kia players out. So, I mean, that includes the likes of Cedric. I'm not sure if Pablo Marie has that same agent as well, because if that's the case, I would I'd still hold back a little bit. I'm not sure who Pablo Marie's agent is, but of course, David Luiz is going to go. Willian, hopefully we can get rid of. Cedric is in there as well. But I think Cedric is a fine backup right back to be honest I think he's fine to be a backup as long as he's not playing too many games but that does mean we have to go out and sign someone over Bella in this season because we can't rely on in my view even though I really appreciate his performances we can't rely on Callum Chambers to be that guy 
going forwards. Anyway, we're going to finish off the show. That is your half an hour for the show this morning. Thank you ever so much for watching. Make sure you tune in every single day at 8 a.m. And subscribe to the channel if you're new and drop a like on the video if you've had, if you have enjoyed it. Sorry. Um, I'm going to practice my pronunciations of Tosin Adarabio. See, you know, just practice makes perfect. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I'm getting all you the latest Arsenal transfer information tomorrow morning as well. There may be a tactical break this afternoon. It all depends on whether we can get hold of the expert insight that we need to do the videos, of course. I'm not sure whether I'm doing a preview for Chelsea, uh, for Chelsea, for Crystal Palace. I've lost kind of the motivation in terms of previews of the games at the moment because of where we are. Maybe I will. We'll see. There is obviously going to be a raw reaction show on Wednesday, but it won't be again until 11 o'clock because I work until 11 on Wednesdays. And then on Thursday, there'll be a podcast where I'm going to be joined by some fantastic guests at 8.30pm UK time, as there always is after a league game, to talk about the Crystal Palace match and look ahead to the final game of the season and the ramifications of where we could finish. Everton's loss to Sheffield United certainly opened things up a little bit more for Arsenal. We've got to let things go our way and hope that other um, people drop points. Fingers crossed. We'll wait and see. Um, but it could be a more interesting end to the season than we ever thought it could be. But it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.